Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, looky, looky here. What has been left for me this morning by my good buddy, sommelier Dave Cavanis? I just opened up a magnificent-looking box containing a bottle of Balvini Portwood 21. This thing is magnificent. Open this bottle. Oh, you know the libation that is going to accompany my cigar today. I'm not going to wait to open this bad boy up. Beautiful. Welcome, lieutenants. Long Ash Father's Day greetings and salutations. A Long Ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male front and center. We are ready here in Humidor 1A. And for the next two hours, we enjoy all things alpha. That is cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, dames, the good life. We do not allow the enemies of pleasure, but if they want to debate me, let them have at me. Welcome, Lieutenants 877-DAVE-007. If you care to join us, 877-328-3007. Email address CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Follow me at Twitter at CigarDaveShow and uh, Facebook, Facebook.com slash CigarDave. In fact, I will send out a picture and a little Vine video of uh, me opening this beautiful Balvini Portwood 21. Wow. This is uh, beautiful. I think this is, what, about 200 bucks is the suggested retail. The packaging worth every single bit of it as well as the content. All right, a lot to get to today, lieutenants. As always, we are unashamed and unabashed to be alpha males and connoisseurs of the good life. I've always said I cannot prove scientifically that cigars enhance and extend your Well, I know they enhance your life, but I cannot say that they extend your life. I cannot scientifically say that. However... If we look at the data, take a look at George Burns, lives over 100 years old, Milton Berle, mid-90s. You look around and see people, and we've had story after story about various people. We had a woman uh, not that long ago, uh, or a gentleman not that long ago, I think it was 102, enjoys uh, a cigar every day and a little bit of libation. Well, here comes another one of those stories, America's oldest veteran. He served in World War II, served over in the South Pacific from 1942 to 1945. He is 107 years old. His name is Richard Arvine Overton. He is 107 years of age. And I'm going to post a uh, picture over at uh, Twitter and Facebook of this gentleman because Mr. Overton is quite spry at 107. He is sharp as a tack. I happen to... uh, 
uh, go online and catch a video report talking about that he is the oldest veteran alive. Tell you what, he's in great shape. He's uh, fit. He's trim. He says that uh, every single day he does a little bit of yard work, does a little bit of gardening. And what else is the secret to his long life? Well, he takes an aspirin a day. And he smokes cigars. Now, he smokes more cigars than I would probably recommend in a day. He smokes up to 12 cigars a day. Now, I don't know if these are premium uh, uh, cigars, if these are large cigars, or if these are mass market cigars, little smaller size cigars. I don't know. But I don't recommend anybody smoke 12 cigars. But it seems to work for this World War II veteran, Richard Arvine Overton. 12 cigars a day, and what else does he have with his morning coffee? He adds a shot of whiskey every morning to his coffee, part of his routine. He says, and I'm quoting, whiskey is a good medicine. It keeps your muscles tender. Now, let's think about this for a second. Maybe maybe this gentleman, maybe Mr. Overton has a point. Again, can I prove it scientifically? No, but what do we do when we grill or we marinate our meats or before we get ready to grill or barbecue meat? We marinate the meat. And in many times, many cases, you can use uh, beer. You can use, I use personally a little bit of moonshine, use a little bit of bourbon or whiskey, and it tenderizes the meat. Maybe Mr. Overton, in his wisdom of 107 years, maybe he's onto something here. And all I can say is that if whiskey or any sort of adult libation, any sort of distilled spirit is uh, good for uh, your muscles keeps your muscles tender. Mick the Brit must have the most tender muscles known to man. In fact, I think we could throw Mick the Brit on the grill right now. He's fully marinated, and he would come out absolutely deliciously because he's been marinating, I think, for the last 40 years, maybe a little bit longer than that. So a, a, a hearty congratulations to Richard Overton, 107 years of age, an aspirin a day, some whiskey in his coffee, and he enjoys his 12 cigars a day. Mazel tov to him. Congratulations. Now, speaking of one side of the spectrum, Mr. Overton is 107 years old. Well, earlier this week, on uh, Monday or Tuesday, I was over at Edwards Pipe and Tobacco late in the afternoon, stopped by about uh, 5.30, quarter to 6, schmoozing with a number of the uh, gents that were, uh, that were at the cigar bar there, as I do on a regular basis, and in come these two young women. And they looked like they had no idea where to go. They've never been in a humidor, never been in a cigar store before. And so one of the one of the clerks says, may I help you? And I overhear this whole conversation. And they say, yes, we just graduated from high school, and we figured that a cigar would be a way for us to celebrate, celebrate the occasion. So we're looking for a cigar. And, of course, uh, they started, uh, uh, he, the clerk started conversing and saying, well, you know, the general, the foremost authorities on cigars in the alpha male good life, is right here. So I introduced myself, and I started chatting with them, and I took them into the humidor, and I selected for them uh, a Macanudo Hyde Park Cafe. Nice, mild-flavored cigar, Connecticut Shade wrapper, and and I told them, look, it's mild. It's going to be very smooth. I taught them how to properly toast the foot of the cigar. I taught them how to conduct proper litation, how to take a puff maybe once a minute, when to flick the ash. They thoroughly enjoyed it. They both, within within two minutes, they go, they say, this is great. I love this. 
this is great. So we ended up taking a picture. One of them, uh, uh, Gracie, tweeted it out, and I have a picture as well. So I will tweet that out, and I'll put that on Facebook as well. So it is great to see not only America's oldest vet, 107 years of age, enjoying a cigar, but now we have two 18-year-old ladies, lovely ladies, that are enjoying a cigar as well. They're both going to college in the fall. And just like I had the opportunity to to guide three young alpha males in training in Charlotte uh, just uh, over a week or so ago. Same thing with these ladies. And I'm seeing something very similar, something very unique today that we did not see 20, 30 years ago. We see young people today who want to achieve, who want to become successful. All these people, these five, the three uh, three men and, and two girls that uh, – that I had the opportunity to guide in the world of cigars, all going on to postgraduate uh, to get postgraduate degrees or post high school degrees, and they all wanted to enjoy themselves. They wanted to take time out to sit back, to relax, to have some good conversation, and enjoy themselves. And they didn't feel guilty about it. They didn't feel like they were doing something sneaky and sinister. They're of legal age, and they wanted to enjoy a cigar. They wanted to partake. And and when I asked all of them and I said, you know, what is it about a cigar? And these two girls said, well, you know, we just wanted something to celebrate. We've worked hard. We're now uh, 18. We're going on to a different phase in our lives. We want something to celebrate and mark the occasion. And I'll guarantee you, these women will enjoy a cigar on a regular occasion. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing to apologize. And in probably four years, they will enjoy a nice glass of wine or a fine libation as well. We are seeing a shift. We started to see this shift probably 18, 19 years ago. Uh, 18 years ago, I began uh, the Cigar Dave show, the four, uh, the predecessor, the Smoke This show, and then the Cigar Dave show. And what I found at that time was that people 20 years ago were tired of people telling them what they could not enjoy. They were tired of being told no. They were tired of being told that they could not make decisions themselves. And in the last 18 years, it has gotten far worse with the enemies of pleasure. Are we seeing a a similarity between what we see with the government, the NSA, and what we're seeing with the enemies of pleasure? Intrusions into our lives, whether it is an enemy of pleasure wagging their finger and saying, that's not good for you. We don't want you doing this. Do not eat that. Do not drink that. Do not consume that. Do not go there. Do not do this. They're intruding into our lives. We're seeing the same thing, I believe, with the NSA and with the government, with the IRS, that has gone way overboard. They are intruding into our lives and into our liberties. There is a similarity there. So as pervasive as it has been the last 18 years... Something very unique has been standing out, and that is people are saying, we don't care what the enemies of pleasure or the pleasure police are saying. We don't care what the government is saying. We want to enjoy a legal pleasure. We want to make the decisions ourselves. We don't want anyone else interfering in our decision process. Cigars today more popular than ever. Look at the renaissance in craft beers, in single malt scotches, small batch bourbons. Bourbon, going through a huge renaissance. 20, 25 years ago, no one was drinking. They were drinking bourbon, but nowhere near in the numbers. Why? Because it is a very simple pleasure. As our daily lives have become more complicated, more intrusive with technology, 
phones, smartphones, email, faxes, uh, you know, 24 hours on call, texting, Twittering, Facebooking. There is something very, very simple, uncomplicated, and pleasurable about enjoying a product that has been around for hundreds of years, whether it is cigars, whether it is beer, whether it is a distilled spirit, or even just throwing a steak on the grill. People are now saying, we don't care what you say. We don't care what the government or the enemies of pleasure. We can make our own decision. And the example that I just gave you, these two 18-year-old girls, the three 18-year-old alpha males in training in Charlotte, they're part of that generation saying, we will make the decisions and the choices ourselves. That bodes very well for our future. Thankfully, it seems they are not being influenced by the enemies of pleasure in the educational system, which is good for all of us. Maybe there is some hope that we have some free-thinking individuals that are not susceptible to being told what to do and being swayed by those who feel they have the divine moral authority. This general says enjoy yourself, enjoy a cigar, enjoy a spirit, enjoy a steak, enjoy your harem. Pleasure police and enemies of pleasure be damned. Your passport to pleasure. The Cigar Dave Show. The general pontificates 24-7 on Twitter at Cigar Dave Show. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Hi, I'm Rocky Patel. 
and I'd like to reintroduce you to some of my favorite cigars, the Vintage line. First, the Vintage 99, beautiful seven-year-old Connecticut shade wrapper, eight-year-old Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers, creamy, mild, elegant. This cigar is a perfect cigar for a beginner and aficionado looking for a nice, mild cigar. The Vintage 1990 showcases a 12-year-old broadleaf wrapper from Honduras, 8-year-old Nicaraguan Dominican fillers, nutty, caramely, and smooth. Truly a mild-to-medium cigar with a lot of complexity and character. The Vintage 1992. 10-year-old Sumatra wrapper from Ecuador, 8-year-old Nicaraguan Dominican fillers, a medium-bodied cigar with a little spice, nuttiness, complexity, and balance. You're going to love the line of Rocky Patel vintage cigars. Try one today. I promise you, these cigars will deliver. and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, this month's Officers Club selection, the June 2012 selection, will come from Alec Bradley, and you will get two American sun-growns, and you will get one Alec Bradley New York. Now, the New York, interesting story about this, This is a small batch cigar. I think only 1,000 boxes are made annually. Initially only sold in New York State. And they priced it so that the 75% excise tax was already included. And therefore, it would be a little bit more reasonably priced for those people in New York State. Probably in the $10 category, $11 category, all in. Taxes, everything. Well, now it is available coast to coast. This is a beautiful-looking cigar, a Honduran Criollo 98 wrapper. The filler is from Honduras and Nicaragua. It is loaded with bold flavor, but a touch of sweetness on the finish. It is a very, very beautiful cigar. I have the Toro size. And on the band, it's got the Art Deco Empire State Building. In silver, it's got Dalek Bradley, New York, text in silver as well. And then there is a, almost I would say a burnt orange brown uh, coloring. Very, very nice looking band. Nice cigar. And those of you that are members of the Officers Club, starting late next week, early following week, you will have this in your selection. One Alec Bradley New York and two Alec Bradley American Sun Groves. But this New York is a beautiful stick. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Self-sharpening, double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. The five jet flames on my Cigar Dave signature R&D prototype are ready for action. Cigar Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one... Perfect cut with my double-edged stainless steel guillotine. And you can use either a V or a wedge wedge cut or cat's eye cut. You can use a piercer. You can use this uh, new five little prong piercer that I had called, I can't remember what it's called, the five, it's called the five uh, star perforator. That's it. The five star perforator. Very nice way as well to cut the head of your cigar. I'll toast the foot. 
And again, we want the wrapper to ignite first. Then we will toast the foot, the filler and binder, so that we have a nice evenly burning cigar throughout the entire cigar pleasurization process. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mmm, mmm, mmm. This is nice. Mmm. Mm. One little unlit spot. Now it is perfectly lit. A gently blow on the foot of the cigar. Even amber glow across the bottom. Mmm. Very nice. Now, I have to sample a little bit of my Balvini Portwood 21, but I forgot. I forgot my little snifter. My little uh, scotch glass. So, stand by. I'm going to go over to the bar in the back of Humidor 1A. Stay right there. I'm going right to the back of the bar. And I have my glass here in the bar. And I have it now in front of me. How could I forget? I think I was so, so overwhelmed by looking at this bottle and box of Balvini Portwood 21 that I totally, totally forgot the most important thing, and that is to get a glass to it. Listen, I'll, I'll sip it right out of the bottle. That's no problem. All right, let me open this up. And as I do that, boy, this thing is very intricate. This is certainly not an easy... Let me do this. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. All right, now it's got a very nice seal on the bottom here, as you would expect of a whiskey of this caliber. I will now open this up. Oh, Mmm, that is like heaven on the nose. Wow, so smooth. Let me take a little, pour a sip of that. Very nice. Mmm. Wow. Oh, that Portwood Balvini. Mm. There's some sweetness, a little maple finish. You definitely get that flavor, that port, that sweetness right uh, off that Portwood. Again, with that traditional Balvini single malt scotch taste. This is magnificent. Very special thank you to Sommelier Dave for bringing this in. Let me securely put this back in the box. And I remind you, lieutenants, you may join us at 877-DAVE-007. 877-328-3007. I would say that we have gotten the afternoon off splendidly with my Alec Bradley, New York, with my uh, snifter of Balvini Portwood 21 as my accompanying libation. And, of course, your conversational maneuvers, 877-DAVE-007. Very quickly, we will be in Buffalo on Saturday, August 17th, Grand Island, New York, the Buffalo Launch Club for the 2013 Smoke on the Water 2 event. Now, we're going to open things up last week. A couple of items we're still working on on the technology side. So it's probably going to be a week till we open it up to the general public for tickets. But early next week, if you were a VIP last week or last year, you will be notified. That is Saturday, August 17th. Just mark the date for now. We'll be back up in Buffalo. Alpha male conversational maneuvers continue on The Cigar Dave Show. If you're like millions of cigar buffs, you've enjoyed a love affair with Romeo y Julieta. Your passion has made it the world's best-known brand, trusted to deliver an excellent mild smoke. But now, you're ready for something new and avant-garde, something bolder with more panache. Now, there's Romeo by Romeo y Julieta, a modern, fuller-bodied smoke 
created to lead an exciting new trend in luxury cigars. Romeo is our finest Romeo y Julieta, an awesome manly smoke, robust and rich in complex flavor sensations. Each leaf is carefully selected, delicately aged, and meticulously crafted by expert hands full of wisdom and tenderness. Hands with decades of experience, culminating in an unforgettable smoke. Your first Romeo will blow you away. The passion you've always felt will soar to new heights. You'll discover the passion that burns within. Visit The Cigar Life on Facebook and Twitter. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Lieutenants, I just received a fantastic <laughs> tweet from someone as I was talking about my uh, my luscious libation today, and he basically asked me, uh, "General, is your luscious libation like a party in your nose?" Well, it's that it is to a degree when you first certainly enjoy the aroma of the Balvini Portwood 21 on the nose, because the first thing, whenever you have any sort of uh, libation, you always want to sniff it, uh, you know, on the palate. But uh, he is, of course, referring to Nish Patel, who has a uh, wonderful saying, and if I can find it here, I'd rather have Nish do it. Let me see if I can find it here on my on my uh, button bar here on Next Gen. Let me see if I've got it here. Uh, here we go. It's like a party in your mouth. Nish Patel, coin that phrase, it's like a party in your mouth. Not only is the Balvini a party on your nose, it's also like a party in your mouth. There's no question about that. All right, I received a, uh, an email. Uh, by the way, if you want to join us, 877-DAVE-007, CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Follow me on Twitter at CigarDaveShow. Facebook is CigarDave. Uh, this is from Lieutenant Matt. He said, General, I am a 36-year-old veteran of the Iraq Operation Iraqi Freedom on the U.S. Army side of the house. I've been diagnosed with moderate to severe post-traumatic stress disorder. Although more often than not, I feel more on the severe than moderate. I thoroughly enjoy the two hours per week that I listen to your show. My opinion of your show is fully pleasurable. And with your knowledge of everything Alpha, you help big time in helping me escape the realities of what my time in Iraq did to me, both mentally and physically. Thank you, sir. Keep up the fight against the enemies of pleasure and know that should you ever have the need or desire, 
I will go to war not only in phone calls to elected officials, but also to physical war to even the odds to reclaim our rights, our freedoms, and our pleasures. Well, Matt, I'm glad that I can bring a little bit of uh, enjoyment to your life, and we thank you for your service in the U.S. Army and serving this nation. And I hope that uh, you have a uh, recovery or you're on the road to recovery. And, you know, this week or yesterday we hear all these stories that now that uh, the Obama administration is going to get involved in Syria and going to arm the rebels. And here is my quick question. I'm not going to digress into a political or wartime conversation here, but very quickly, just something for you to ponder. And I'm sure this is a, as you enjoy your cigar and cigar retailers, cigar bars, or at, or at bars across the country, I guarantee you this will come up. And the question is this. Many of these rebels are on the al-Qaeda side of things. Do we want to risk the same thing that we did back in originally in Afghanistan where we armed these al-Qaeda rebels and then they turn against us? Is this what we want? We have to say enough's enough for us going into some of these countries. If the Arab world is so concerned about what's going on in Syria, let them spill and shed their own blood. Let them take it upon their own shoulders. If our European allies are so concerned about what's happening in Syria, let them go in. Let them carry the military operation on their shoulders and spill their blood. I know this may sound crass, but as far as I'm concerned, let all the Syrians kill each other. Let them all finish themselves. Fine, another less problem in the Middle East. We have seen what happens when we go in, try to... Save those that are being oppressed. We try to instill a democracy. It doesn't work. Does not work. And if we have not learned our lesson after uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, then shame on us. But to even, to even thought that we're going to arm these Syrian rebels, who many of which are Al-Qaeda, and for John McC- I wish they would have kept John McCain in Syria when he went to secretly visit a few weeks ago. I wish they would have kept him there. Keep him there. Let him go arm the rebels himself. Let him go fight for the rebels. But enough's enough. The Europeans are so concerned in the Arab world, let them do the heavy lifting. It's about time that America says enough. We are, we're, we're, they, they, they scream for Americans to help. Then when we do help, they turn around and criticize us. So you know what the easy way is? Don't get involved. Not in Syria. No way, shape, or form. Enough on that. Let's go to the phones. John, in St. Pete, you are front and center with the general. Long ashes, general. Back at you. I uh, need your help. Uh, My wife and I, we recently uh, purchased a new home, and uh, my wife got me a a nice tabletop uh, humidor. Uh, It came with a hygrometer. Uh, I don't know if it's busted or if I have to do something. It, it It consistently reads at 90 or 100%. So I'm looking for a little help. Is there something I'm supposed to be doing, or do I just need to go buy something new? Well, uh, now, that hygrometer that you have, it's an analog hygrometer or digital? It's analog. It's a a dial. Okay, get rid of it. Yeah, those are are notoriously inaccurate. Get rid of that. What you want to do is go out, uh, and, and any of the cigar retailers, Radio Shack will have these, the digital thermometer hygrometer, because... Humidity is also a function. We're looking at relative humidity, and that's a function of temperature as well. So we want a, a thermometer and hygrometer. So if the thermometer reads, and you want to keep your cigars between 60, I think 67 to about 72 on the high side, temperature-wise. 
if you if you bring your if it's let's say you keep it at seventy two degrees, then you have to bring the humidity down because the, we don't want the relative humidity. The relative humidity should be at seventy. The absolute humidity should not be higher than seventy. So in order to get that relative humidity about seventy percent with a seventy two degree temperature, you got to bring that humidity down to about sixty six sixty seven percent. So buy a digital hygrometer thermometer. That's the easy way to go. It's battery operated. You won't have any problems, and it'll keep an accurate guide, give you accuracy in terms of what temperature and and humidity level your cigars are being kept. And those analogs are just notoriously inaccurate. They don't work. I have people that'll say, gee, my uh, my hygrometer's only reading 55%, and, and so I put more humidity and more humidity and more humidity and it's still not working. It still reached fifty-five percent, but my, now my cigars are 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 moist and wet, and they're just not uh, uh, lighting properly. Well, because the cigars now are essentially over humidified because so they had my, an, an inaccurate uh, hygrometer. My, my humidor is about holds maybe forty or fifty cigars at the most. What what would I expect to pay for something like that? Oh, those aren't bad. I think they're about thirty bucks. Okay. Yeah, it's so because you're, you're not looking for the uh, humidification device. You are specifically looking just for the the thermometer slash hygrometer. Those are prop probably twenty five thirty bucks. All right, but I still need to I still need to humidify it. You know, either with a sponge or, or what have now, you. I mean, here's what you do: go out and pick up a uh, what's called a cigar oasis. It's a very it's a very very good uh, uh, product. It works very very nicely. Uh, they have the cigar oasis ultra which uh, has a little digital uh, humidity uh, guide on there, so you set it to 68, 70, whatever. It works like a charm. And for those, I think those, if I'm not mistaken, are about 90 bucks, 80 to eighty to $90, somewhere in that neck of the woods. And Diamond Crown also makes a very good humidification device that's better than a regular sponge. It's a very nice device, has these little uh, uh, kind of like – louvers that you can that you can adjust to make to regulate the humidity i would recommend that and that'll be a little bit less expensive but both are very very good can't go wrong here's what i will do for you john i will send you out uh we just talked about uh the diamond crown how about i send you out some diamond crown maximus cigars beautiful sun-grown uh ecuadorian habano wrapper it's a very very nice cigar a lot of flavor on the medium to full side. We'll send those out. But just go get the hygrometer uh, slash thermometer and a humidification device because we do not want a Diamond Crown Maximus to uh, to go bad in a humidor. No, we do not. So I would I very much appreciate that. Thank you so much. Fantastic. John, stand by. The lovely Ms. Kate will get uh, all that out to you. All right, lieutenants, uh, let me tell you about a couple of items. First of all, if you are not a member of my officers club, You want to join because we've had some absolutely magnificent cigars. I mentioned the Alec Bradley New York that I'm enjoying right now. And this Alec Bradley New York, rich, little bit of sweetness, beautiful draw, very pleasant cigar. And you're going to get one of those as well as two Alec Bradley American Sun Growns. And we have had some absolutely incredible cigars. Uh, In May, it was the Rocky Patel private cellar. We've had the uh, Aging Room Havau, which was another very, very nice cigar on the milder side. Every month, we give you the latest and greatest, $22.95. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and you can join and get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Now, I did mention the next stop on the 2013 Cigar Dave Alpha Male Pleasure Tour. It will be in Buffalo, New York, specifically Grand Island between Buffalo and Niagara Falls. 
will be once again for the second year in a row at the Buffalo Launch Club under the Big Tent. Saturday, August 17th, doors open at 11. Broadcast begins at noon. It is our Buffalo Smoke on the Water 2 live broadcast invasion. We had some technical issues trying to get the tickets up. Uh, specifically with our VIPs. Those that were there last year that purchased VIP tickets, you will still get four or five days advance notice before everyone else. But one thing I will caution you is that you have to check your spam folder because even though this is not spam, your email system could identify it as spam. So always be on the lookout. We will send out a quick email as well as a link where you can purchase your advanced tickets. You will get priority since you attended Smoke on the Water 1. Then we'll open it up to all of our other Buffalo and Western New York and uh, nationwide cigar lieutenants. This year we're going to do something very unique. We're going to have three types of tickets. First up, we're going to have uh, what we call the five-star VIP ticket. And that will include breakfast with me, a full buffet breakfast, including what every alpha male has to have in the morning, some steamship round of beef. Got to have some sort of meat product if you are going to be an alpha male for breakfast. So we will have that full breakfast with juice, coffee, the whole shebang. And I'm going to give you four very special cigars that are being that are aging for me right now. This is a special blend of the Perla del Mar that uses a special Brazilian Arapiraca Maduro wrapper that is only made for me. It is the Perla del Mar Cigar Dave Reserve Selection. You can't buy it anywhere. It is not made anywhere. They make approximately oh, a couple of hundred cigars for me every quarter. And I stick those in my humidor, I age them, I hand them out as gifts. When people come to my pleasure palace, into my humidor, I hand them out. You cannot buy these. It is a very, very delightful cigar. Adds a little bit of uh, flavor nuance to the Perla Del Mar. You'll get four of those in the special Cigar Dave uh, five-star assault pack. Then you also get great VIP seating, and you'll get all the other uh, items that include our regular VIP ticket. You will get a special J.C. Newman Nicaraguan Cigar Dave Assault Pack, which has a Perla Del Mar, a Brick House, a Brick House Mighty Mighty Maduro, and an El Baton, all in the 6x60 size. You will get guaranteed seating under the tent. So if you want to do that, $125 will be the ticket when we open it up. The regular VIP uh, is $25, and then we will have a general admission ticket, which is complimentary. However, that does not assure seating or standing room only. It is subject to space availability. We expect this to sell out. It did last year very quickly. We'll have all the details posted. We should have, I would say, to the general public, tickets up and posted by next week. We're using uh, the Eventbrite system. So all the tickets will be done online. You buy your tickets. You use a credit card. It prints out a ticket, makes it very easy, even sends you email reminders. So we will do that. But for now, mark it down Saturday, August 17th, as we have the official launch of the Perla Del Mar, and this is uh, done in association with J.C. Newman Cigar, our great affiliate, 9.30 a.m., 107.7 FM, WBEN, and, of course, uh, Bob and Barry over at... Um uh, in uh, uh, Virgil Avenue Tobacconist over in North Buffalo. So we are excited to be coming back once again. We've got a couple of other stops that we are working on as well. Now, lieutenants, one other quick thing. We have many more people that are now listening to us via the iTunes podcast, or I am tweeting out a SoundCloud link that you can listen to the Cigar Dave archives in addition to CigarDave.com. So many of you, we have many new listeners who have not heard the show either on XM243 or terrestrially, but they are discovering the show. 
and we get emails all the time saying, General, I'd love to call you. I tried calling you. I listened at uh, 11 o'clock at night, tried calling you, couldn't get through. The Cigar Dave Show broadcasts live noon to 2 Eastern time, Saturdays. So if you want to join us at 877-DAVE-007, that is 877-328-3007. Very simple. Call us Saturday noon to 2 Eastern time, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific time, and we will be happy to uh, put you on. And we realize now that uh, with iTunes and with SoundCloud and having our, our show archives available 24-7, 365, there's no limitation on when you can listen. So whenever you want to listen, that's fine. However, if you want to join us, it is noon to 2 Eastern on Saturdays, and we will be happy to conduct cigar and alpha male pleasure conversational maneuvers with you. Cigars, spirits, diversions, dames, and the alpha male good life. The Cigar Dave Dave Show. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. When you were a kid, there was nothing like walking into a toy store with the money you saved to buy the coolest toy. Today, you get the same feeling of excitement when you walk into your cigar retailer's humidor and discover the latest must-have cigar. There are hundreds of cigars, but you never stop looking for a new favorite. Next time you venture into the humidor, ask for the new Villager Colorado. You'll gravitate to the beautiful, oily, reddish-brown Nicaraguan Colorado wrapper dressed in an elegant burgundy band. The new Villager Colorado is blended with two binders, an Esteli Habano and Ometepe Habano that uniquely enhances the richness, smoothness, and taste complexity of this highly acclaimed cigar. You'll be rewarded with medium to full-bodied flavors accentuated with highlights of spice. The new Villager Colorado, rich taste, clean finish at a comfortable price. Explore the new Villager Colorado at VilligerCigars.com. USDA certified alpha male with zero trace of wussification. It's the General Cigar Cigar Dave. As I enjoy my Alec Bradley New York, it is only appropriate that I tell those of you that live in the crumbling empire state of New York about the second annual Stogiethon 
which will be held Monday, June 24th from 7 to 11 p.m., and it will benefit the New York Tobacconist Association's legislative initiatives in Albany. As you know, if you live in New York, there is a 75% excise tax on your cigars. 75%. And you're paying that tax on top of the federal S-chip excise tax. Outrageous. And you wonder how New York State has the audacity to say, we're the New York, new New York State, we're business friendly, we're competitive. With a 75% excise tax? No, they're not. But what they're doing is they're holding this, uh, this stogie-thon. You will get, and it's limited to 300 guests, you'll get 20-plus cigars, open bar, there will be food, silent auction and raffles, music, entertainment. It is $250 per person. The early bird price, actually, you're too late for the early bird price, but $250 per person, tables of 10 are $2,000, and many of the manufacturers are participating, Altadas, Alec Bradley, Arturo Fuente, Davidoff, uh, Perdomo, Rocky Patel, uh, La Flor Dominicana. So this would be a great event for you. You get great cigars, but also it will help fight the ridiculous legislation and taxation in the state capital of Albany. Go to stogiethon.eventbrite.com to purchase your tickets. Uh, and that will be held at Studio Square on 36th Street in Astoria, Long Island City, New York. Again, that is the second annual Stogiethon put on by the New York Tobacconist Association. Tickets $250, tables of 10 2000 Go to stogiethon.eventbrite.com to purchase your tickets. And uh, I do hope that they are successful in their efforts to put a cap I know one time they were talking about a dollar cap. Now, if you look at uh, uh, per cigar, the state of Washington and Oregon, they have done the exact same thing. They have put in a cap, I think a 50-cent cap, and the amount of people that are purchasing their cigars in-state has increased dramatically, and they're increasing their tax revenue. Why? Because people are buying them in-state. Maybe the geniuses in the New York State Department of Taxation and, uh, and uh, Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo would figure this out, but it may be a little bit too sophisticated for them, or should I say a little bit too much common sense for them. In any event, let's go to Roy in Georgia. You are front and center. Oh, long ashes to you, General Dave. Back, back at you, Roy. Hey, thank you much. Listen, thanks for taking my call. Today. No problem. Uh, love the love the program. Just finished up my yard work for, for a Saturday morning, enjoying a breakout toro and a nice uh, a bit of strawberry lager and just cooling it. Well, that Brickhouse is a very nice cigar, medium-flavored, great price. That's why J.C. Newman is selling a boatload of those cigars because they are just uh, they're, they're priced right, and they, they just draw nicely. They have a wonderful flavor complexion. I always say if you make a good cigar at a fair price, you'll sell them all day, and that's exactly what J.C. Newman has done. Oh, absolutely, General. And when you've had a, when you've had a morning workout in the yard and you don't want to light into something that you can just uh, – uh, it's got a lot of time to spend a, a long time relaxing with. They're just right. Normally, I normally I smoke Partagas, but uh, this brick house that I started smoking it is a really good smoke. I wanted to ask you today, though, if you would, just to elaborate a little bit. Uh, give me give me your ideas on a really nice office humidor. 
Well, it depends just how much you want to spend and the size. Here's the one thing I would say about any humidor. There, there are plenty of great humidors that are made. It's what you want. Do you want a very expensive piece of furniture? Do you want something that's just going to be functional? Do you want something that's going to be a showpiece? You have to ask yourself that. About how much do you want to spend, Roy? Do you know? Probably, probably around $200. All right, $200. There are plenty of good humidors. What I would do is do you have a local retailer where you are in Macon? Oh, uh, we've got not 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 a really good one. We've got okay. uh, we've got something. All right, so here's here's what I suggest: go online, just type in two hundred uh, two hundred dollar humidor or humidors. There are many brands that are made. In fact, in many cases, you can get a nice humidor filled with cigars. Many of the online retailers have some some good deals. But uh, just do a Google search or a Yahoo search, and you'll find what you're looking for. And remember, the most important thing about any humidor, Roy, is that the cigar, the, uh, the, the, the wood has good a good finish, and it's properly sealed. Here's what I'll do for you, Roy. I'll send you out some Brickhouse Mighty Mighty Maduros, since you love Brickhouse so much. Lieutenant's Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show is next. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. We have seen an explosion in the number of wussified beta males that have populated this nation, probably around the world as well. And one of the things that happens when you are a wussified beta male is that you are very insecure. And when you are insecure, you want to over-control situations. We now are living in a nation in which everything has to be hyper-controlled. Look, we have a wussified commander-in-chief at the top. So what does he want to do? Wants to over-control everything. The IRS, NSA, you name it. Well, now it's going down to high school principals. And I've got a couple of examples that, to me, are just outrageous. We are not teaching or we are discouraging our nation's youth from using their minds and thinking for themselves. We encourage free thought here on the Cigar Dave Show. Welcome back. Hour number 2877-DAVE-007-877-328-3007. America's alpha male in chief, front and center, Humidor 1A. If you want to follow me on Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show, and uh, Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. In fact, I sent out a tweet, including a little Vine video, showing... The Balvini Portwood 21, what it looks like when you open this magnificent-looking box. 
But first, I have some items that I want to get to. Uh, and also, I do have some information about a revamping and updating of the Camacho Cigar blends and packaging. So we'll get to that momentarily. But as I mentioned at the outset here, we have seen an explosion in the number of wussified beta males. The common characteristic of a wussified beta male, they're insecure. They are afraid of free thought, free ideas, free speech. They want to over-control everything. They want to micromanage everything. I believe let the chips where they fall. If somebody wants to say something, so be it. There are people that criticize me that don't like my show. No problem. They have the absolute right, just like I have the right to criticize the enemies of pleasure, pleasure police. If I'm going to dole it out, then you have to be able to take it and accept it. That's part of the process, part of the game. No problem. Why? Because I'm a certified alpha male, the alpha male in chief. I have absolutely no problem if people want to criticize. And there are a lot of people that look at constructive criticism like you're attacking them instead of what it is trying to help and improve. But the characteristics of a wussified beta, they are just hypersensitive. And the latest example, two high school valedictorians making their speech upon graduation at their commencement ceremony, and in both cases their mics were cut off because they deviated from the speech. Now, I have given many speeches in my life, uh, I was the president of my uh, grade school uh, student council. I was, I was uh, uh, active in my high school um, uh, student government as well in my senior year. And at no time, and I've given many speeches in front of, of classes, in front of, of at commencement ceremonies, uh, at other events, never once. Never once did I ever have a principal, a headmaster, or anyone in a supervisory capacity or authority say, I need to review your speech. I need to read it and review it. Never was the case. And I'm going back, and I was just thinking about this. I was trying to go through the number of speeches that I made, and I think I made one when I was in eighth grade. I remember this. Uh, I actually gave Wolf Blitzer an award because he wanted to go to the school that I went to growing up in Buffalo, the grade school, and and uh, the school didn't exist at the time. And uh, so we honored him for a number of reasons. And uh, so I actually had to make a speech, write and make a speech. Never once did the principal, who was, by the way, a prick at the time, never once did he ever say, I want to see that speech. I want to review that. I want to, I want to make sure it says what we want to get across. Never. I delivered a great speech, and and uh, by the way, I did see Wolf Blitzer a number of years later at a broadcast seminar, and I reminded him, and and he looked at me like he had no idea. And and somebody gives you something, you remember it. I have a good memory. I can't necessarily remember names very well of people that I've met in the past, but I remember events succinctly. I can remember when somebody has given me a uh, an item at a remote, or I've met somebody. I can remember that. So when I said Wolf. You'll never believe this. In eighth grade, I gave you this uh, this award, this plaque, and he looked and said, "No, let me, let me do my wolf. Let me try to let me try to get rid of my personality for just ten seconds and do Wolf Blitzer." I'm sorry, I don't remember that. Guy was a schmuck. But in any event, <laughs> I remember giving other speeches. Never once did anybody say, "I got to review that." 
And I think we lived, and I lived in a time growing up, where people weren't so easily offended. People weren't so easily uh, afraid of what somebody might say. Administrators looked at students and said, okay, you can make your speech. We assume that you will make the speech and, and, and make us proud. And there are some speeches that people will give that may make people uncomfortable, may make people in higher authority uncomfortable. And I am 100% for that. I have no issue with that. I have no problem with that, especially if it's the truth. So here's the first example. There's two examples, one from Texas, one from right here in the cigar city of Tampa. And again, this goes right back to the wussification of the American male. The two speakers that were delivering their, their valedictorian speeches they were alphas, no doubt. The principles, absolute, wussified, insecure betas. First example is from Joshua, Texas, Joshua High School. The school valedictorian, Remington Raymer, was essentially silenced by his school. He was making his valedictory speech. The speech had to be pre-approved by the school, which I have a problem with. I'm sorry. I have an absolute problem. You graduate. You've gone through four years. Let the student make the speech. If he criticizes people along the way, so be it. That's the nature of the beast. We have a First Amendment free speech right in this nation. So he was making his speech. And by the way, this this particular uh, gentleman, it was in junior ROTC, and he is going to attend the U.S. Naval Academy in the fall. Congratulations to him. So clearly we have an alpha smart individual here. Well, his speech began with the words like many other. I'm honored to stand before you today as the valedictorian of 2013. He thanked his parents, teachers, and classmates. And he went on to say, most people have never even heard me speak, much less see me smile. He then talked about his faith in God and he went on to thank God. He went on to make a reference to Jesus. And uh, at that point, the mic was turned off. He continued his speech, but some thought they had, that he had finished. And the, uh, the crowd began applauding. They couldn't hear him. Now, I'm personally not one for religion and speeches. I have no problem with people's right to their religion, to them practicing their religion. But I don't want to hear about it. And that's anything. And what I find in many cases is that when you do see these people, like you remember all these preachers like Jimmy Swaggered, you are a sinner and you are this and you are that, and yet who's the first to be the, uh, the biggest sinner of them all? Most of these clowns that get out and espouse that. But I have no problem with people believing in their religion, practicing their religion freely. No problem. No problem whatsoever. If he wanted to make that speech... I have no problem with that. And frankly, what he said wasn't really that offensive. Now, he made a reference to Jesus dying on the cross. Okay, I may not want to hear that necessarily in a, in a valedictorian speech, but you know what? It's his moment. He made it. There was really nothing overly controversial about it. He wasn't really being offensive. There may have been other people with other religions in the audience, may not cared for it, but I don't think anybody would stand up and say, well, that's outrageous, that's ridiculous. I'd say... You know what? It's his time. That's what he believes. He made the speech. He's a good kid. No problem with it. Well, that was not the end of it. Because now Remington Raymer and his family have retained the Liberty Institute to clear his name after his former principal allegedly indicated 
after the speech, he would write a letter to the Naval Academy to inform officials there of Raymer's actions during his speech. The principal threatened to send the letter to ruin Mr. uh, Reimer's reputation and retaliation for delivering a speech of his own choosing, which included references to faith and liberty. Now, I don't know about you, but it sounds to me like this principal, when a principal says, I'm not going to write a letter and I want to ruin this person's life, it sounds to me like that principal must have one miserable, meager life. He was probably the hall monitor. I, and there's two kinds of educators. I really believe this. There's no in the middle. And, and my experience has been this. Uh, there are two. There are, on one hand, you have educators that will go above and beyond, that absolutely want the best for the student. I was fortunate because I went to a high school that was exactly like that. I had teachers. We had a headmaster, uh, which, by the way, now is a politically incorrect term. Now they call it head of school, but I still call it headmaster who wanted the best for their students. And they worked with us on their own time. They wrote us letters of recommendation to colleges on their own. They went above and beyond. They really did. And I can truly say that the high school I went to, with the exception of maybe one who was kind of uh, uh, a teacher that didn't last there very long, but overall, they could not go do enough for us. So you have that type of educator. A headmaster that says, I'm in education because I like uh, uh, helping uh, uh, students achieve and learn and go on to become successful. Then you have another set who are very bitter, who are miserable, who are cranky, who want to see students fail, not succeed. Because I believe somewhere along the line they were failures in their lives Maybe they were the hall monitor. Maybe uh, they were the, the students that were never chosen to be on an athletic team. But somewhere along the line, they chose to get an education so they could stick it to other students because they had it stuck to them when they were growing, when they were, uh, growing up and in school. I really believe that. Two kinds. So I don't want to lump all people in. I'd say the overwhelming majority are the, the educators that want their students to succeed. They want to help them. But in this case, it is very clear that this principal, by threatening to send a letter to the U.S. Naval Academy to tarnish this valedictorian's career, is outrageous. And it smacks of nothing more than vengeance and misery. That's it. Let the student say what he has to say. But since when do, do, do high schools now want prepared transcripts and say that if you deviate, we're going to cut you off? Is that what we're teaching students, that there is no First Amendment in this country? That the First Amendment of the Constitution means nothing? I'm sorry, the First Amendment applies whether you're an adult or whether you're a child, whether you're in a student or whether you're in a business. It does not go away. Clearly, we have an example here where this principal wanted to eradicate the First Amendment because he felt that this student went off the prepared remarks. Now, according to Texas state law, the school officials broke the law in two ways. One, by not distancing themselves from the content of the valedictorian speech, and two, by not printing a disclaimer in the graduation program that should state the content of each student's speaker's message is the private expression of the individual student and does not reflect the endorsement, sponsorship, position, or expression of the district. Now, of course, the district are covering their asses, 
and saying they've reviewed the policy and the rules, and the policy was followed during the Joshua High School 2013 graduation ceremony. To me, this just smacks of censorship, and it smacks of misery. And I have another example that I will tell you about here in the Cigar City that's almost worse that I will share with you right around the corner. One thing I can tell you, nobody's going to abridge the First Amendment rights of this general, this cigar army, or our alpha males. And I can tell you another thing. There is absolutely no way, shape, or form that no one will ever get prepared remarks or a text from me for any speech I will give in the future, give at any time before, uh, uh, time on the air, or any place or any time. Just not going to happen. If they want me to speak, then I say what's on my mind. And frankly, I wonder... Did this high school, I'm sure there was a, a speaker that, that uh, spoke, not a valedictorian, but a professional or a, a person out in the community. I will guarantee you they did not request a text or transcript of the proposed speech and review it. Guaranteed. Unacceptable. Tell you more about what happened in the Cigar City next. Your passport to pleasure. The Cigar Dave Show. The General pontificates 24-7 on Twitter at Cigar Dave Show. What does it take to create an epic cigar? To create a Monte Cristo epic, it takes true excellence at every step. It takes the skilled hands and obsessive devotion of our most accomplished artisans, our Grupo de Maestros. It takes superior vintage 2007 tobaccos, like the lush dark wrapper grown from delicate seeds cultivated in Ecuador's rich volcanic soil, producing a robust wrapper with heady, spicy flavors. It takes a sweet-smoking Nicaraguan binder and an exotic blend of select filler tobaccos, resulting in a wonderfully round, complex, fuller-bodied smoke. A true luxury, every Monte Cristo Epic is hand-inspected, and every box contains a certificate of authenticity signed by the makers. It takes all this to create an epic cigar. Monte Cristo Epic, a unique smoking experience beyond compare. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General Warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Now, a few words from Nish Patel about the Zen. Hi, this is Nish Patel, and I'd like to introduce my new cigar called Zen by Nish Patel, and that is X-E-N, Zen by Nish Patel. When my brother Rocky told me, I want you to blend a Connecticut shade wrapper 
I said, me smoking a Connecticut, I'd better make it a Connecticut with an attitude. This cigar has a beautiful Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. It's got two binders, one from Palmastron Valley and from Esteli, Nicaragua. The filler has got Ligero from Esteli, got some Viso from Condega, and some Seiko from Jalapa. I tell you, when you smoke this cigar, it's like a party in your mouth. A lot of sweet spice, hints of cedar, hints of espresso. You will not be disappointed. I implore you, go out, get yourself a Zen by Nish Patel. It's going to be the best cigar you have tried in a long time. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. of pleasure. It's the General Cigar Day. All right, another example of censorship, violation of the First Amendment, happened in the Cigar City, Wharton High School, where the salutatorian Harold Shaw was giving his graduation day speech. Of course, his speech had to be approved by the principal of Wharton High School, Bradley Woods, who also followed along with his own copy. Now, to me, Isn't that a little excessive when you have to read word by word where you don't allow someone to ad-lib? There have been many prepared speeches that I've made where I've gone off script and I just start ad-libbing because of the situation, and it's a much better speech. But the principal apparently had a big problem and said that uh, if you deviate from the script, we're cutting you off. Wow. Is Principal Bradley Woods that much of an insecure beta male? Does he really want to violate the First Amendment? Take away this student's First Amendment? What are we teaching students when we tell them we are going to watch your every word? Is Are the high schools now like the, uh, the Gestapo? Are they like the KGB that we will monitor what you say? Well, apparently the NSA is doing the same thing, that if we don't like what you say, boom, we're going to cut you off. Why don't we send them to Siberia like the KGB used to do or to hard labor? So during graduation... Harold Shaw started to read his speech, approved by the principal, who followed along with his own copy. The student stumbled and ad-libbed a line. Mr. Shaw, the student said, remember, do what it takes. Well, according to the script, Shaw was supposed to say, then say, but don't let anyone, and I mean anyone, tell you that you can't achieve something because you don't have what it takes. By then it was too late. The principal Mr. Woods stood up, ordered Shaw's mic cut, and took to the podium. And he said, and I quote, Thank you, Harold. Here at Wharton High School, we respect freedom of speech. Now, isn't that excessive? Why would the principal interrupt this student's speech? Well, the student is saying because it's retaliations for retaliating for exposing conditions at the school. Last month, he made a video called a mockumentary of the bathroom conditions at the school and posted it on YouTube. The video showed empty toilet paper, empty paper towels and soap dispensers, plus no running water and clogged toilets. Well, if that's the case, this student should be applauded. Because if the school does not have soap in its soap dispensers and paper towels and toilet paper, those are unsanitary conditions, and we all know that the spread of disease, the spread of germs and bacteria, in many cases, is through not washing one's hands. So the school principal has a problem with that? 
He should embrace it and say, we're going to, I thank you for exposing it. Give this student a slap on, a, a, a tap on the back and say, thank you. We're going to get this corrected. But no. And district officials said the principal had reason to stop the student's speech. The principal experienced concern about the original version of the speech. He expressed concern over the video because of those things, concern of what uh, the student might say Monday night. Oh, please, this is a load of bull. Total, total load of poppycock and manure. Shame on this principal. Shame on the Hillsborough County School District who are nadless pieces of wussified betas. And that goes right to the gal that runs the superintendent, Miss Elia. To stand by this principle, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. The First Amendment always has rights. Alpha male conversational maneuvers continue on The Cigar Dave Show. People. We've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. has determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness. For your protection and sanity, they've been vaporized. Great tweet that I just retweeted out from Lieutenant Mike. A nice cocktail, pork butt on the smoker, and the Cigar Dave show on the radio by the pool, Life Doesn't Suck. Well, Lieutenant Mike, I think not only a pork butt on the smoker, but maybe a nice piece of tail on you wouldn't be bad either. That would really be the the uh, the grand slam, no question about it. So, lieutenants, as I mentioned, I don't know what is going on with these high schools now, but are they just absolutely so insecure, the administrators, the principals, of what the students might say? Is it now an adversarial relationship with students and with, with administration? That's just unacceptable. Privately, 
You, where did Private Lee go? Oh, there's Private Lee. You mentioned to me something during the short time out here that I wanted uh, to share with the rest of our lieutenants uh, about when you first went to high school. Yeah, my uh, probably my second week in my freshman year, I remember a uh, debate had come up with one of the teachers, and a student voiced their opinion on something that the teacher didn't agree with. And when the teacher, you know, told them to be quiet, they were like, you know, that's my First Amendment right to say what I, what I believe. And the teacher said, actually, when you're in a Hillsborough County public school, the uh, the the built you don't have all the rights that a normal American does. You have restricted rights, and that's that's how it goes in the public school system there. That to me is outrageous. You don't have rights. Sure you do. And and if I would say that we should encourage the free flowing of ideas in any school setting. We want people, we want to encourage students to think, to have ideas. But I believe there's something maybe a little bit more sinister here, and I've said this all along, because what the enemies of pleasure would like to do is indoctrinate students at a very young age. I mean, think about this. I had a friend of mine who told me that uh, that his daughter, who I think is in, I don't know, maybe fifth grade or something, fourth or fifth grade, uh, they were mentioning something and they were talking amongst themselves and the teacher overheard the student say, oh yeah, my father likes uh, cigar too. The two students were talking about how their fathers go out together and have a cigar. And the teacher said, uh, you know that cigars are bad for you. And the student looked and said, well, uh, my father likes them. He said, well, you should tell your father that cigars are bad, and he's setting a bad example. Well, that did not sit very well with my friend, who is certainly an alpha male such as yours truly, who had a little word with the teacher. And this is something that I am afraid is happening, is that they're trying to brainwash kids at a very young age into their political doctrine, into their social doctrine, into the uh, what students should even consume. I mean, think about this. We're seeing now that that just say no, say no to to any form of tobacco, any alcohol. I mean, to the point where it's so excessive. I say this: if you would teach children at a young age to appreciate wine and beer and spirits, like they do in Europe, like many of our parents did, where. The liquor cabinet wasn't locked. There was wine at the table on a nightly basis. You would have students that would say, what's the big deal? Yeah, I had a little sip when I was a little kid. No big deal. Why is it that you don't see the large alcoholism problem in Europe that we see here in the United States? Anybody want to guess? Because alcohol, wine, spirits are a part of the society and culture in Europe from a very young age. Children are exposed to it. It's no big deal. What happens is that if somebody doesn't have any uh, alcohol, if they're denied, if there is a a de facto prohibition, stay away from that liquor cabinet. We're going to lock it. Don't touch it. Well, people want what they can't have. And what that leads to is when people are of legal age, then they binge and they go crazy. I mean, I remember I had friends coming over to my house saying, your parents don't like the liquor cabinet? I'm like, what are you talking about? They even make locks for liquor cabinets? I had no idea what the hell they were talking about. Never once. Did I ever walk in any of the cabinets and say, you know what, I think I'm going to have a belt of a little whiskey or vodka tonight? Never, because it was no big deal. It was no big deal. Today, if a parent does that, oh, they're criminals. Call the Child Welfare Board on them. Telling you, they have, we have gone crazy in this nation because of the enemies of pleasure, because of the insecure people, because of the people that want to limit speech, expression, ideas, 
It's okay when they want to espouse their ideas, but when you want to say something, it's a different story. Back to the phones we go. Jeff, up in uh, Gainesville, you are front and center. Hey, long ashes, General. Back at you, Jeff. Hey, uh, back backtracking a little bit on your uh, comments you had on Syria. Uh, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, when are we going to learn as a country that I, I'm a two, two-tour combat vet from Iraq, and, you know, when I got home, I beat my chest. I was really proud, still proud, love my country, biggest patriot on the planet. But it's really hard to watch what we're doing as a country with all these other countries that don't want us. They don't want our system. They don't want anything to do with us. And there's no return on the on the investment. I just, none of it makes sense, and it's ridiculous. Well, Jeff, first, I thank you for your service, and you should be proud of your service because you went in and, and our troops went in to try to help those people that were oppressed, those people that were living under a dictatorial regime, and yet what happens is we go in, they want us to come in, and then all of a sudden they turn around saying, go home, leave, after we've spilled the blood and we've done the heavy lifting. Look, there are many countries that the United States has come to the aid of that are very appreciative. But those are logical, rational people. And unfortunately, with certain people in the Middle East, they are not logical, they are not rational, and you cannot reason with them in any way, shape, or form. They are radical, and they will always be radical. And so, therefore, I look and say... Have we not learned our lesson? Let us not go into a country that uh, would not be appreciative. Now, let me give you a quick example. If, for example, today, let's just say hypothetically that uh, the Netherlands was attacked by, by Russia, we would go in, the Allies would all go in, the Brits, the Americans, the other European Allies, we would go in, we would expel the Russians, and I assure you that every, every uh, uh, citizen from the Netherlands would be most appreciative they would be thankful. They would not uh, be radicalized. But it doesn't work like that in the Middle East. And so, therefore, I believe, stay out. For McCain to go in and say, we need to arm these rebels, many of whom are al-Qaeda or will turn to be al-Qaeda, he is nuts. And I'm sorry. McCain, I'm not a big fan of. I think he's gone off the deep end. I think he's, frankly, marginalized and now inconsequential and irrelevant. And if Obama makes the mistake of arming these rebels and sending any of our men or women into harm's way, then shame on him. Because to me, it is a, it is a no-win situation. As far as I'm concerned, I know this sounds a little crass. I know it may sound a little bit on the Boer side. But let them wipe each other out. Okay? I just I am tired of these radicalized uh, uh, um, uh, Arabs in the Middle East where no matter what we do, we are evil. If we come to save them, if we don't save them, we're evil. If we do save them, we're evil. There's no win. There's no win-win. So, therefore, let them all finish themselves. Let them take care of the problems. We can stay out and worry about our own business. And the last I looked, it's not like we had more money, uh, money growing on trees everywhere, that we could afford to spend another uh, a $2, 3000000000 billion or $4 billion every month on, on going into another country. Let them deal with it. Let Europe deal with it. Let the Arab countries handle it, and we stay out. Didn't we, didn't we arm uh, Iran years and years ago and that turn around to bite us in the you-know-where? Uh, we armed, no, actually, we, were, uh, we armed Iraq. We were uh, in favor of Iraq, and we also armed uh, the, the uh, Afghan rebels way back when Russia invaded. And that they both exactly. turned around, and, and in fact, uh, Osama bin Laden was one of those rebels in Afghanistan, and he turned around and, and, and look at the, the destruction that he caused upon us. Have we not learned our lesson? 
All Obama has to say is, look, let the, the Arabs are their neighbors, the Europeans are their neighbors, they need to handle it. And by the way, look at what happens in Iraq. We go spill the blood, we go uh, 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 liberate the country, and who's getting all the oil now? China unacceptable. We need to get our heads out of our asses and wake up and say, time for America to look out for number one, not everyone else. No return on investment. You got it. No return in any way, shape, or form. Jeff, I want to send you out some cigars to uh, for you to enjoy and to thank you for your your, uh, great service and your patriotism. I will send you out appropriately the May Officers Club selection of a Rocky Patel Freedom Sampler. And I think it is in good hands going to you, and I hope you enjoy them. I appreciate it very much, General. You have a great day. My pleasure. Jeff, stand by. Ms. Kate will get all the information out to you. Let us go to, I believe, Rana in Tennessee. You are front and center. Long at you, General. Back at you. On a little bit of a lighter note, uh, recently I saw a documentary about the Playboy Mansion in California, and immediately I thought of you. I don't know why. But I was wondering if you'd ever been invited there. I have. I actually have. But you got to remember one thing. The parties, when you do get invited there, you don't go into the mansion. The parties are on the outside uh, in a tent. I mean, there's like portalettes and everything. It's very, very different. It's not like going in. I've got many friends that have gone. And my thing is, I'd only like to go if I could move into the place and partake in all the lovely playmates. And, And when you think about it, God bless you, Hefner. I mean, he was a pioneer. He was a a a a leader in in the uh, in in by starting Playboy and certainly by creating a magazine that appealed to men that took the restrictions and the lid off of uh, sexual oppression. But I'm sorry, I just don't see Hugh Hefner now pushing ninety with these young playmates and married to somebody forty, fifty years younger. Get real. I think there should be a term limit. On being Hef. And I would be more than happy to go in for the next, say, 20 years and and basically handle all the duties that Hef had, sleeping with all the dames and going to the grotto and picking the playmates, smoking cigars, enjoying libations. I will handle that for the next 20 years, but I assure you that after the 20-year term is up, I would move on and just take maybe just the 32 dames of the harem that I came with, and then I would leave. I would go back to the General's Pleasure Palace. But I, I could handle it, no problem. In fact, there have been people that said, General, you would be the perfect successor to Hugh Hefner. And I, I must agree, but he kind of looks a little bit ridiculous now when he's on the dance floor with these 25-year-olds. It just doesn't work. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, just and doesn't work. Actually, I, that, I say that all the time. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> uh, there you go. Well, Ren, I greatly appreciate that. Now, do you enjoy cigars? Uh, I enjoy men who enjoy cigars. Excellent. And, uh, Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. I, I, I kind of like having some around the house, you know, just in case. Well, Ren, I'm going to send you out some cigars that you can hand out to your, your male uh, cabana boys. But let me ask you, Rena, what is it about a man smoking a cigar that you find attractive? Well, for all the alpha male reasons that you espouse uh, on a weekly basis, um, and uh, all the things that you said about beta males today... Agreed. Uh, I I won't have anything to do with a beta male. I I want a man who's going to take charge, who I'm going to feel safe with, who knows himself, and um, generally that's a guy who also enjoys a cigar now and then. Rana, I cannot disagree in any way, shape, or form. You are dead nuts on. Here's what I'll do for you. I will send you out some nice... 
I'll tell you what. We'll send you out some H. Upman Vintage Cameroon. Nice medium-bodied cigar. I'm sure your alpha males, your cabana boys, uh, will enjoy those. So we'll send those out to you, and it's always good to have cigars around the house. You just never know when you're going to need them. Thanks, General. All right, Rana, stand by. We will get those out to you. Lieutenants, the final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show is next. Cigars, spirits, diversions, dames, and the alpha male good life. The Cigar Dave Show. Show. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. And now, a few words with Rocky Patel about the private seller. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. And for years, I've been saving special fillers and binders to make a personal blend that I absolutely love and enjoy. And everyone's been asking me for this cigar, but we've never had enough of the tobaccos. Finally, I've gathered enough great tobaccos to release something from my personal humidor. It's called the Rocky Patel Private Cellar. We spent years developing and perfecting the cigar. It's got gorgeous earthy flavors, beautiful, dark, oily, broadleaf wrapper, and some of the greatest fillers from Esteli and Condega in Nicaragua. This medium to full body cigar is rich, it's decadent, and it fills your palate with tons of flavor. I promise you, you're gonna love this cigar. Look for the private seller so I can share some of my favorites with you. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. Gypsy Kings with my Alec Bradley, New York. A little bit of my Balvini Portwood 21, I would say, so far. Afternoon is going splendidly. And, of course, enjoying the alpha male-related conversational maneuvers with you at 877-DAVE-007. 
Before we go back to the phones, I want to wish uh, everybody a happy Father's Day, specifically my father, Cigar Father, a very happy Father's Day. I know that he is uh, going to have a nice weekend with uh, my cigar sister and cigar mother. And on Monday, a very happy 51st anniversary to my parents, Cigar Mother and Cigar Father, many, many more. A very big milestone, a big weekend all the way around between Father's Day, their anniversary, uh, very big weekend. Let us say hello to Jim. You are front and center with the general. A long ashes to you, general. Back at you. Uh, you're talking about the uh, aid that we're sending over to the Middle East, and I would like to liken it to a visit that I uh, had in uh, in South Africa, and I was on tour in an area where there was a very large troop of baboons, and we were warned, <laughs> right. do not feed the baboons. <laughs> Eventually you're going to run out of food and they will attack you. They will learn to hate you. And I would suggest, sir, that that is precisely what we've done in Iraq, in Afghanistan, and we're about to do that in Syria. We are, we're feeding the baboons and they're going to end up hating us anyway. I agree with you totally, Jim. And I just saw that we released another billion dollars to uh, Egypt. Meanwhile, some of their uh, top officials were caught on a mic talking about their hatred for the United States and, uh, and, and, you know, we're the enemy. And I'm thinking, we're giving these people that hate us money? I would cut that nonsense out quickly, especially when we're running a huge deficit. So we've got to borrow from uh, the Chinese and from others to go pay these clowns in the Middle East. It is ridiculous, especially to a country that, that uh, now has an aversion, the Muslim Brotherhood now, now running Egypt. I mean, how dumb can we be? How dumb be can glad. the leadership be, be? Be glad you're not a Coptic Christian in Egypt right now, because you'd be pretty close to dead if you're not running away. Uh, believe me, it is not the first time they have gone after those that do not believe in their religion, whether it's Jews or Coptic Christians, uh, any of these uh, Middle Eastern countries. Not a good place to be, and there's absolutely no reason for us to continue sending all this aid to a country that, that does not, uh, that basically reviles us. It's, it, it, the top leadership does. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. We're the ones that are the fools to keep doing it. Makes no sense to me. But, Jim, a very, very good point, and I will send you out some cigars to enjoy. What do you like, mild, medium, full? I am a rather fond of the uh, Macanudo Portofino. And while I got you on, should I take those out of the tube while I save them, or is it okay to leave them in the tube they come in? Uh, if you've got a humidor, take them out of the tube. Let them let them age in the hum, uh, humidor and then put them back in the tube. But here's what I'll do. I'll send you out the cigar that's very similar. Uh, I actually prefer it a little bit. The Romeo e Giulietta Reserva Real uses a nice Connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper on the mild, mild, medium side. Very, very nice cigar. Great price. Can't go wrong with a Romeo. Jim, they are coming your way to enjoy. Let's say hello to Donna. Up in Greenville, North Carolina, you are front and center. Hi, Long Ashes to you, General. Back at you, Donna. Well, look, I'm watch out for the the, ple- the pleasure police because I and my friends like to enjoy a cigar every now and then. Excellent. Actually, at least once a week. Beautiful. <laughs> um, but my friend, I have some lady friends that we go visit wineries. Um, we like the Rieslings and the. Um, Pinot Grigio's, this kind of sweeter wine. Right. And we'll sit around and we'll look for a cigar. I'm a little intimidated when I go to the cigar shop because it's like mostly men hanging around there. What's some? What should I look for when I'm really look, wanting some cigars to sit around with the ladies or sit by the lake and just ha- relax? Well, first, 
You should not be intimidated because all those men are there. If you want to meet uh, fine, upstanding men, you go to a cigar store. That's the place to right, go to. My husband, my husband doesn't like that. Oh, well, what, okay, well, bring your husband along then. How's that? Well, we do. We, me and him will smoke by the pond okay. around the house in the evening. But when my ladies go out, you know, we like a, a sweeter. Right, okay. Um, so so you like, obviously, wines that are a little on the fruity, slightly sweet uh, side. So you need a mild-flavored cigar. If you have anything medium or full, it's going to drown out the cigar. I just mentioned the Romeo e Giulietta Reserva Real. That is a right, mild. Fl- that. That's a great cigar. That's mild. That goes perfectly with a Pinot Grigio, with a with a Chardonnay, uh-huh. with uh, a Riesling. That would be perfect. And another cigar I would recommend is the Rocky Patel Vintage Ninety Nine. It's mild. It's creamy. Another good cigar. Any of those you can't go wrong with. They, those both go fabulously. And I'll give you another wine suggestion for you. Uh-huh. The Conundrum White. Initially, it was only Conundrum came in a white. It's it's a meritage of uh, numerous different grapes. And now it comes in a Conundrum red, red as well. But go for the Conundrum White. And there is another Spanish wine that uh, escapes me. It is uh, Marcus de Caceres uh, Satinella. That's another wine that I would highly recommend. That's mild, fruity, slightly sweet. You can't go wrong. So not only... Have I given you two great cigar recommendations? I've also given you two wine recommendations. My job here is done. Well, I got one more question for you. Yes. Would I benefit, being the kind of wines I like and the when I like to smoke my cigars, in joining the officer's club, or is that going to be more of the manly-type cigars? No, it's not manly. We have mild, medium, full, but they're all over the place. But you could join, and when there's mild cigars, which we have, you could have those. When they're more medium to full, give them to your husband. I love the smell of all of them. You can't go wrong. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you out some of the Rocky Patel Vintage 99 Connecticut's for you to enjoy, Donna. And I appreciate you joining us. And it is great to hear not only men but women, dames, enjoying cigars and being around men that do enjoy cigars. The General saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. A happy Father's Day once again to all of you, and a happy Father's Day to my father, Cigar Father, and a happy 51st anniversary to my cigar parents, cigar mother and father. Many, many more. Don't forget, you can catch the archives at CigarDave.com or the podcast in the iTunes store.